say they like coast to coast, but on demand, raw and uncut interviews, and all without no ads. Once it's false and once says true, and the rate you sing grows too. America, America is here for you. Stories from the listeners, they sent to Graham. He'll read them and be amazed, but Darren may say no. One says red and one says blue, but if it's false, it just won't do. America, America is here for you. Okay, guys, welcome back to the Grime America Show. Uh, we are going to be chatting with Wayne Steiger and Steve Olson a little bit later about uh, rogue planets in the solar system and sun deities and chemtrails and you name it. And uh, Michael kind of joins us for this one, sort of hijacks it for a while, but uh, that's okay because we love him. Um, yeah, it's a good one. But first, as always, fresh off the boat. Graham, my cat's cooler than I am, Dunlop. How's it going, buddy? Great. Yeah, good. James good. and I both fell in love with your cats. Really? You're out. Really? Yeah. Yeah, he's pretty cool, eh? He's all right. Yeah. Deuce is all right. Deuce is all right. You know why, right? Because his master is cool and it rubs off on him. I don't think that's it. Of course it is. No, I don't think that's <laughs> it. I think it's because he wears pants around the house. <laughs> <laughs> he gets what he wants. That's right. He's just used to it. So well, how was the trip? It was good. Went to Tulum? Yeah, I went to Tulum with thousands of other people at the same time. Yeah, that's not It wasn't like right. you could just take a picture of the, uh, you know, the relics on the on the beach. No, like it shows. No, that like sounds picture. about yeah, right. It was pretty. When I was there, it was and just it's all roped it's off. Like, you can't really get in there. But I mean, it was nice to see it for sure. It's just like bus after bus after bus right. after yeah. bus after bus. Yeah. But it's cool. It's neat to see. Yeah, absolutely. You go through those little cool tunnels. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was. And did you go down to the beach and stuff? I think no. if you go at a certain time, there's a bunch of sea turtles down there. Oh yeah, no, I didn't get. To I that. didn't go there either. But we jumped the fence so that Lisa could meditate. Yeah, and then I snuck off and smoked a joint. Nice. Yeah. Chichen Itza was harder. Really. Was it uh, busier or oh, was yeah. it really? Oh, it's yeah. just crazy. Just like, eh? There's just like Mexican tour guides with little groups of people everywhere. Blah, 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 just yeah. Fucking, yeah. I mean, in some ways it's good because people are interested people in it, right? Shit. Like at everywhere. least, yeah. Everywhere you turn, people Well, I brought back a little shit. Mayan calendar for us in the studio here. Yeah. And a pot necklace. Yeah. We had a really good tour guide. Like he was oh, awesome. Yeah. He was an archaeologist. And I was asking him about Gobekli Tepe and all this. And I was asking him about the the stuff in Peru. And he's like, well, we mainly focus on the Mayan culture and all that. But, uh, he was, he was really good. Very knowledgeable. How's the boat at night? Do they have like an observation deck and shit? That's all dark. No, we kind of looked for that to see the stars and stuff. And you can see some stars. Like we were on the, we had a deck on our room and we could just see, you could see some stars for that, but there was still some light pollution from the Too boat. Too much light. Yeah. Right. So I think that has something right on top and then just like fucking yeah. no lights. Yeah. Lie there, lie down, look at uh, this. Yeah, I know. That's like the perfect spot. But this one didn't even have a, uh, a track around it. Like the, mind the, you, you were there around the full moon, I suppose. Uh, just after I think. Yeah. yeah. That would have been pretty cool. Got some good sunsets though. Like we had, I was in the sauna and I'm watching the sunset 
like way over the water from the sauna. It was pretty cool. Oh, the sauna had a window? Yeah. Nice. Yeah, it was beautiful. Have you ever heard of the Green Flash? I thought I was looking for the Green Flash. Is he a superhero? No, it's if, if the sun sets over the horizon with zero interference at the end, right when it goes down, there's a big green flash. You can capture it. Really? But it's only like sometimes so that you would think have it's, to be over the ocean then. Uh, probably, yeah, probably or a desert or something. Even and that. you know, sometimes you well, think it's going down over nothing, right? The ocean. You think it's going down over nothing, but there's clouds there, right? So. Word up. So yeah, we. Uh, I just wanted to talk a little bit about our podcast. Like we do this every week. We put out a show at least every week, an interview style with really interesting people. And then Darren and I uh, just chit chat for a little while beforehand. And um, we put you know lots of money into this, lots of time into this, and we appreciate everybody's donations and uh, subscribers too. Yeah, one time yeah, donations. It really does great, help. But like the subscribers are are the best. You yeah, know? yeah, because we invested in in this. We didn't really plan on it, but that's what happened. And we also have a bunch of fixed expenses, so it's really helpful. And we get things like Ponce sent us. Uh, oh yeah, Ponce Darren, sent us Darren some honey. Opened the honey. I opened for, up the honey, Ponce. For, for you Ponce. son of a bitch. <laughs> I got a little note here. Oh, do you? Okay. It's funny too because I've been we've, I've we've just it. been getting into the local honey. Yeah. And stuff like that. Yeah. I still like that that other stuff we had. Ponce's honey is great. It's funny how all these little honeys have their own little different. Kind of tang to them too. Oh, you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, mm. you'll notice. You notice that that Calgary bees taste different than Tennessee bees. Mm. So we got the honey in this jar comes from the P family's Weeby apiary. Uh, apiary, apiary. I, I don't know that word. It was harvested in the month of November 2016. The tart flavor you might note is the signature of the goldenrod, the last bloom of late fall. The colony from which the honey was harvested was a robust local swarm caught in the spring by my super hot wife, Maggie. We call the hive the Woodrow Hive for the street on which it was captured. We treat our bees with the utmost respect and love. We do not treat our bees with chemicals. The honey is harvested and strained through, st- through a stainless steel strainer. We do not pasteurize. The heat kills some of the important nutrients the bees provide. We don't sell our honey. Year to year, we typically lose 50 to 70% of our hives, so the honey we reap, we hoard for our loved ones. Since the beginning of our beekeeping adventure, our children who were on a daily dose of Zyrtec are now no longer in need of that pharmaceutical. Maggie includes our homemade peppermint lip balm, made from our beeswax and other all-natural home and life-loving ingredients. If you are interested in the benefits of local honey or in beekeeping in general, find a local, provincial, or county I like how he threw provincial in. Yeah. Yeah. Or now I lost my spot. County. County beekeeping organization. Beekeeper communities tend to be very open in the sharing of their knowledge as we strive to aid the pollinators in our all too real struggle for survival. Love the pea brood. Nice. Yeah. Let's listen to the James. What's his name? What's the Metallica guy's name? Hetfield? James Hetfield. Yeah, he's into bees. Is he? Yeah, he's got a whole whack of bees somewhere. I see so him I all over. I think it's in Hawaii or, or no, Colorado, I think. I see him all over. Like that, when you, you know, you see those colored boxes on the side of the highway sometimes here. That's usually bees. Yeah. 
Yeah, I saw this some. Just when I get on a farm, I could see myself trying to get into some beekeeping. Yeah. Well, you just throw it out in the corner there, you know, where it's not by the house, so you're not getting fucking stung all the time, and away you go. Right on. Get out there and get your honey. So thanks. We also have listeners sending us emails and synchronicities. You can get going your own honey, growing your own food, and fucking growing your own dope. And then you just need a couple of animal chickens and an internet and shit. connection. And an internet connection. That's the <laughs> tough one. It's tough to uh, fucking whip up a broadband connection with some trees and chicken wire. It's okay. Soon, but if you had the cash, you could probably do something. You know what I well, mean? Well, soon it'll be all over the world, right? The Google yeah. and Facebook satellites will be giving everybody connection just to interconnect everybody. Bingo, bango. Yeah, and sell them stuff. That's right. So yeah, support the show if you can. Uh, we absolutely appreciate it. Help us crawl out of the hole we crawled into starting this motherfucker. Yeah, and we love getting emails and feedback right. and synchronicities and trip reports and all Views kinds of stuff. And like ratings, that. UFO sightings. Like we kind of became a platform for people to share their experiences in a non-judgmental mouth noise, way. Well, mouth noise feedback. You kind of judge because you rate. I judge. You rate. I'm a judger. Synchronicities. I got a couple of synchronicities today. I think and a couple of trip reports, and I've also got a. UFO quote from the CIA document dump. Oh, nice. So, yeah. well, let's start. Where... And I've got some uh, weather control stuff, too. I'm a rambling gram with synchronicities all over the web. And Aaron is skeptical about everyone and don't believe it yet. Fire away. Okay, this one's from Kelly. It says, uh, hey guys, Kelly from Oregon here. I just wanted to share this synchronicity with you. I was listening to this old episode from December 8th, 2013 with Jim Alvage and saw a notification for a brand new episode for the Grimerica show and in disbelief saw the new episode was for Jim Alvage. Like what ah. are the chances that I'd be listening to episode from 2013 and the guest is the same person as the new episode that popped up. I was a bit puzzled, and my husband verified that indeed was the same guest, but a three-year difference. Now, how know how Darren's rating system works, so not super hopeful for a great rating. I attached a photo to show you, too. And I'll be writing again with some interesting experiences from electric fog to UFO experiences. But for now, I thought I'd write in while synchronicity was hot as this just happened about 10 minutes ago have an amazing day thanks kelly huh. J- see, K- you know see, Darren, it gets extra Darren's a jim alvage fan and because yeah. it's about jim out Al- what do you fucking yeah i have bias we all have our own bias but, no, but the interesting thing is we have very few people we've had on two times yeah and it's about I think the there's matrix. only like three or four people that have come on the show twice. The digital simulation and stuff so, so the chances of that special. are pretty good and you get the automatic point four two. For being about the show, so we're going to go with a 7.92. That's pretty good. She'll be happy with that. It was a 7.5. Who did the show? Who did Jim Alvage? You know, it's pretty tough. Yeah. It's a glip, glip in the matrix. A glip. Yeah, a glitch. Talking glitch. like a dummy. Anyway, that's what happens when I hit the rig before I podcast. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we've had some feedback on that. On the rig? No, since you've had your, uh, what do you call it? Your card? Yeah. Yeah. You're a little bit more, uh, I don't know. You've changed. (laughs) I've changed. (laughs) That's 
absolutely not true, though, because the only thing that changed is where I was getting it. Yeah. Yeah. And in some ways, you've been getting better stuff, and you're more ener- you have more energy in some ways. The, 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 what, the, what do you call it? The new espresso, the sativas. Different strains for different pains, my friend. And the new espresso machine that the family got me for Christmas doesn't hurt. Oh, nice. Just be fucking wired all the time. I got, I got another cool one too here. Synchro? Another short one, yeah. We'll keep these short because uh, sometimes we get long ones as well, but because I've got some other information about Chinese weather modification. and oh. Yeah. Okay, fire away. You want another jingle? Yeah, send another jingle this way. <laughs> I like this one. Synchronicity. It's time for another. That's the Canadian third party rating. Authority. Authority, yeah. <clears throat> so he says, uh, Synchro? <clears throat> this is from Daniel, who's been sending some cool UFO art and different... Uh, the CTSRA, for short. CTSRA? Yeah. Sitra? Sitra. Sitra. <clears throat> He's been sending in cool uh, a combination of this digital art with uh, insects and um, I guess Cassandra's stuff. listening to the podcast right now. No, I put on mute. Oh, so she can't hear yeah. us. So we can only hear her. Yeah. Good thinking. Yeah. So he says, synchro. Last night I couldn't sleep due to the heat, yet fell into a deep sleep at around 4 a.m. and dreamed about riding around a place on an autonomous skateboard. Autonomous? Yeah. Wife drove me to work and started talking to me about skateboards. I remembered my dream about skateboards. I immediately see two guys riding skateboards. I arrive at work and a colleague is planning to upgrade his skateboard with a motor so he can ride to work. (laughs) Skateboard day. Where does he work? I don't know. I seen a couple people skateboarding with Omar the other day. Really? Yeah. Downtown Calgary. Yeah, I was watching them for a bit. Omar seemed pretty, I'm pretty amazed. I don't understand what you mean. Well, I don't think there's probably not a lot of skateboarders. They were with him? I don't understand. No, we were just walking down the road and all of a sudden they came like flying past us, bouncing off walls. Longboards and 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 stuff? traditional. Oh, okay. The good shit, doing like kickflips and shit. Huh. I was never a boarder. I used to. I was a skier and player, so I just was, my feet are never good on the same. I was okay at BMX until I smashed all my teeth out, and then I just gave it up. Really? It cost me like three grand to fix all my teeth. I broke my seat once on a jump, and that kind of slowed me down a little bit. With your anus? Just boom! (laughs) It was a banana banana seat. Who pulled it out? It was a banana seat. (laughs) Nice. So the skateboarding synchro, that's a tough one. We're going to go with a six. Really? Well, it's more of a dream. He sends in art. Maybe he should buy a skateboard. He sends in art? Yeah. All right, I'll give him a six. (laughs) That's how I gave him already. (laughs) Yeah. 6.5. All right. Good stuff. If they would have hit a skateboarder, it would have been a seven. Right on. So, what do you want now? Oh, come on. Believer in controls. That's not fair. Just, I like to play People the other love one. that jingle. That's like a fan favorite. Really? Yeah. 
There's no other ringtone in our arsenal that people have asked for the file to make a ringtone than this one. And there's like six people that have this as a ringtone. And three of them are in Australia. So really? it'll be funny if they're ever in the mall one time and like one guy's walking by when another guy gets a phone call. Pam is an unbelievable <laughs> So instant meetup. So um we also get emails uh from people about articles and stuff that they you know that they hear us talking about the show because we do a regular semi-regular weather modification or geoengineering segment talking about the the US Senate report back from the nineteen seventies and all the all the patents and all the stuff going on officially going on around the world. And I got an anonymous email here with a link to um, Chinese government spending 168 million on geoengineering that can create torrential downpours. Why would they want to do that? Well, the Chinese government has created a technology that can cause a torrential downpour over any given area, two times the size of France. So once thought to be a conspiracy theory, weather control is nothing new. The process is done through cloud seeding, which sprays silver iodide or dry ice as a catalyst to force cloud precipitation. And this is from uh, wearechange.org before I forget to mention that. And I'll put a link to it in the show notes. It sounds like science fiction, but in fact, the U.S. military was the first to bring cloud seeding to the battlefield. And that was during the Vietnam War. They spent nearly $3 million, And we've talked about that on the show. That was Operation Popeye. Operation Intermediary and Operation Compatriot, which I haven't looked at those two operations. Don't ever point at me again, or you're going to lose that <clears throat> Dunlop. A few years later, a treaty called the Convention on the Prohibition of Military or Any Other Hostile Use of Environmental Modification Techniques was signed at the UN. In 1992, the Wall Street Journal reported that the Russian company Elate Intelligence Technologies had weather control equipment for sale. And use the advertising slogan, weather made to order. The technology is believed to have been quite successful and well-developed in the U.S. The ex-Secretary of Defense, William Cohen, talked about weather warfare in a transcript in 1997. So others are engaging in eco-terrorism where they can alter the climate, set off earthquakes, volcanoes, remotely through the use of electromagnetic waves, Cohen said. So that's the ex Secretary of Defense talking about that. Ooh, volcanoes are trouble. Yeah, no kidding. So um, now China will spend $168 million on a rainmaking project to bring rain to drought-stricken areas in its northwestern provinces. Gansu, Shangzi, Qinghai, Ningxia, Xinjiang, and Inner Mongolia. The project will take three years, according to the South China Morning Post, and it will rely on four new planes, eight upgraded crafts, 897 rocket launch devices, and 1,856 devices connected to digital control systems. This is not the first time China used it, because in 2008, they used it uh, to clear the skies over Beijing for the Olympics. That is well known. We talked about that. In 2009, the Chinese Air Force claimed that the biggest weather modification operation in the country's history cleared the skies over Tiananmen Square using just 432 rockets to prevent rainfall in the Chinese National Parade. Also, didn't they do that during the Olympics, too? Yeah, I just thought in that. Did listen. <laughs> well, I was listening to the <laughs> makeshift baby monitor. <laughs> <laughs> so, 
also it, it it should come up loud enough for you to I hear, know I, I did think. hear something oh, did I did okay. so I was just making sure she wasn't about to go off also in 2009 China created a massive snowstorm additionally China spent almost 30 million on its weather modification program last summer to combat drought and reduce the impact of natural disasters in fact going back to 2004 Chinese scientists Discussed using cloud seeding to create rain in its drought-stricken area. area. So that's going back to 2004. So at least 12 years ago, they were talking about it. So we. So here's a here's a quote from Professor Wang Angsheng. We all work on cloud seeding to make rain fall and increase the volume of raindrops. He says it is understandable, generally speaking, if the strong convection rain, if there is strong convection rain. Even if we don't work on it, it will fall too. In the summertime, we can see lots of clouds, and without any cloud seeding works, rain falls. When it is very dry, though, in certain places, it aspires for clouds. Our institute has certain methods, rockets or flax, which we hope to get the clouds down, or to put it more vividly, we want to shoot down the clouds. Nice. In another strong, shocking discovery, scientists believe they can control and shut down a tsunami using deep sound waves. And then, interestingly enough, he links to the 1959 Disney documentary on weather control that we did on our show a little while ago, where I played some clips from it. Really interesting. So, if this technology has been in the making since 1959, and, and that 78 Senate report says it was in the works before that even... All right, so we had a technical difficulty there, and we're just uh, continuing on this intro uh, non-locally. So I'm from home, not in the studio, so the audio will be a little different. And I was just finishing off that uh, the Chinese government spending $168 million on uh, weather control for a certain program. And I was uh, talking about how they've also caused massive snowstorms before. And uh, I was talking about the Disney video that we had played on a couple uh, shows ago, the 1959 Disney documentary on weather control. And I also wanted to get into the link that they sh- they do in this uh, in this article about scientists proposes to shooting down tsunamis with sound waves. You ever heard of that, Darren? No, but that doesn't sound possible. Why? Mm, there's just too much... Uh, Water? Too much energy there, yeah. So, a, a so you're talking about using sound to like push back the strength of the Earth's entire crust shifting, at least a very large portion of it. Who said that? Well, that's what a tsunami is. Well, no, a tsunami is a big wave, right? Generated by a powerful earthquake. So that's here it is. So, so that's the energy that basically you're combating. Yeah. shifting so, earth crust. With no, sound, I just don't see it. So a University of Cardiff researcher thinks it might be possible to diffuse destructive tsunamis generated by powerful earthquakes with targeted deep sound waves. So according to this Usama Kadri, acoustic gravity waves could be directed against incoming tsunamis, shooting them down and dissipating their immense energy. The technology would make it possible to reduce the damage these dev- deadly waves cause. No chance that's ever happening. 
You can put that in the book. We need a book. I would have made a book. Just a prediction list. So how this study has provided proof of concept that devastating tsunamis could be mitigated by using acoustic gravity waves to redistribute the huge, huge amounts of energy stored within the wave, potentially saving billions of pounds worth of damage. No chance. No way? No. Okay. All right. Well, there you have it. There you have it. But China can create massive snowstorms and they can... Uh, what do you think about earthquake creation then? You heard about all this conspiracy about them uh, doing that in Haiti and all over the place and Fukushima as well? It's probably a very similar technology. Yeah, I could... I could uh, yeah, I don't know. I wouldn't rule it out that it's possible. Maybe. Mm-hmm. But um, not probably not though. But not mitigating a tsunami. No, because I think if you if you were somehow generating an earthquake, you're doing it by somehow tugging at the strings of nature, not going toe to toe with it. Right, right, right. But hey, that's just me. Mm-hmm. How's my timing? By the way, I don't really have any problem with the Chinese government doing that shit. It sounds like they have the best of intentions. They're trying to water some crops and keep the Olympics okay. sunny. No, I want to talk about this a little bit more because my whole, it was, it's, uh, I had a rant to go after reading that article and, and it's kind of like. I quashed it? Yeah, well, no, I just forgot about quote? it. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and, your, and your quote, yeah, it didn't help. So. Don't tell us about global warming, anthropogenic global warming, when the Chinese government can do all this with with pouring rain and massive snowstorms. Like, so my point is, is that until they start taking geoengineering all over the globe into account, it's not really a fair measurement, is it? I like it. Don't tell me that. Haven't you seen all the gag orders and shit? Global warming's going away. No, it's not yet, man. Holy shit! There's people. There's a bunch of mainstream people, like guys like. I think a bunch let's, of let's scientists say, are going to march to Washington. Yeah, like you, you think global warming is going away? I think it's going to. Give, it give it a couple decades. It's going to get well, written out of history by the Trump fucking fascist regime. Oh my god! It's it's going to peak. This this conflict will peak within a couple of years. You know. Because oh, it's, really it's not the, 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 they're not backing down. I mean, the, you know, you got all these guys like Joe Rogan and Shane Smith, and even uh, Henry Rollins. I heard him on the last year, and he's sort of he wasn't really specifically talking about global warming, but I there's still a big, big, big push on this. People are, you know, blaming us for the planet warming, and it's been warming for fucking twelve thousand years, on and off, up and down since the ice age. But you been know, way warmer and way colder. Yeah, but but I mean, if people, I I can't believe that fucking with the weather doesn't mess with the climate. Like if you if you mess with the weather enough, it's got to affect the climate. It, it, don't you think? Maybe. I mean, if you're creating, if you're creating, either way, I don't clouds, want it raining during the Olympics. Oh my god, you can't just mess with that stuff. They 
There should just be can, a though. ban maybe on all weather. Why? And, I don't and know. You're... Maybe you can. Maybe it's not then, a big deal. Okay, then then let let people do it, but then don't blame us for the for the. I'm not for blaming climate you. Change. you. Yeah, you're not. <laughs> hey, we're paying fucking carbon taxes now. Bro. I know it's, it's fucking pathetic. How much carbon taxes are we paying now? I don't know. We shouldn't get too into that though. Let's not. Let's save that for a different time. Another venue. Hey, that's my rant. Okay. Down and Graham, going deep. Just so you guys know, Graham's rant cost you the X Files jingle. UFO quote of the week. Okay. All right. That's a little left in my hand. Oh yeah, because you don't get the fader. Yeah. <laughs> so, so this is directly from the CIA.gov website. It's that document dump. So this is a, a UFO quote directly from the CIA. And it's back in 96. The source is uh, a Moscow ITAR World Service. 26 of June, 96. And it is about, it's kind of hard to read because it's very governmental. Like it's, I don't know. Okay, let's see here. So this is by Vladis Berbulis. And it's FBI's translated text, Villainous. Hmm. The subject, so the country is Lithuania. The subject is police officers spot UFO, rapid reaction force alerted. Again, this is CIA. And there's a warning at the top, and it says, Attention, WSPOPO. WSPOPO. I don't know what that means. I should have looked it up, I guess. So it says, An identified object, flying object, was spotted near the Lithuanian border by two duty motor police patrol officers. Oh, now i got to try and pronounce their names. Wanius Posera and Lamius Kriyap. Lamius? <laughs> Sorry, Lamius. Sorry about your lame name. They they placed the whole Vilius police on the alert. Vehicle loads of soldiers from the area rapid reaction force, sniffer dogs, and police reinforcements immediately arrived on the scene of the emergency. According to the eyewitnesses' accounts, at about zero zero three zero, what's that like? 1230? 0030 is 1230, yep. The early morning on the villainous Medinaki Road near the village of Nemezas, 10 kilometers from the capital, at an altitude of 10 to 20, 20 to 30 meters above the ground, they noticed a spherical object hanging and pulsing, alternately shrinking and expanding. At the same time, they heard what they described as a strange sound like an electric or electronic crackle. Wanting to take a closer look at the UFO, the policemen moved toward it. When they had advanced about 50 meters through the long grass, the police said the sphere moved away, rose higher, and rapidly departed in the direction of Vilnius. The the policemen watched the UFO for about a half an hour. On their arrival at the scene of the emergency, members of the Civil Defense Department, servicemen from the Special Forces, and commissioners of the Capitol's police carefully studied the area, measured the background radiation, and tape-recorded the strange sound, 
which was still heard in the area after the disappearance of the UFO. The sniffer dogs did not discover anything suspicious and behaved quietly, but it was noted that the tall glass around tall grass around the place where the sphere had hung was flattened to a radius of about 10 meters. Lithuanian scientists have not yet expressed an opinion on the appearance of this UFO near Vilnius. Police Commissioner Valentinas, I'm not going to even try and pronounce his last name, he said in a radio interview that both officers who watch the shiny object are psychologically healthy, normal people, and not noted for crankiness. So, are you crankiness today? This report may easy, contain co- easy copy. This report may contain copyrighted material. Copy and dissemination is prohibited without permission. Oops. Copyrighted. Get that last sentence. <laughs> nice. Yeah. So there I'll put a know. link to that in the show notes, and the CAA will be knocking at our door. No, but they must have. It must not be no longer valid if they publish it on their website, right? They can't track us down anymore anyway. Why is I, that? I had James chained up, change all the who is information. And oh, yeah? And I, yeah, and I paid like uh, 22 bucks or maybe it was 32 bucks to change to private. Because I just realized I who has someone when I was trying to buy a URL and it popped up all this information. So then I who has Grimerica. Who is? And uh, it like had my address and shit. Yeah, well, I'm sure they still can track us down, Darren. <laughs> well, the CIA you, probably can, but well, any of the three-letter agencies could, I'm sure. A and W, including the Lithuania cops. No, who I can't pronounce their names. I wouldn't hold your breath. Yeah, well, thanks for that. Of course, nope. uh, well. What do you got? No problem, buddy. That was that was a good one. Yeah, yeah. Uh, of course, support the show if you can, guys. Like we were saying in the beginning, we could uh, definitely use a few more monthly subscribers. Uh, so if you've got um, gotten some value out of the show as of late and you've been thinking about subscribing, maybe sub- subscribing, maybe now's the time. I don't know. Well, gonna... Jesus. Go ahead. Head on off. over to crimerica.ca slash support. And uh, sign up for a monthly today. If you can't do that, do all the other stuff uh, in the show notes. Couple other, uh, couple other kind of things that we should talk about quickly before we go. Um, review the show as well. We just got a great review from uh, one of our listeners who emailed us in as well. And uh, thanks a lot for that. Do you remember that one, Darren? I uh, I think so. And also, we got a listeners getting a hold of us that one of our America alumni, John Anthony West has come down with cancer, like stage four cancer. So I forgot about that. Yeah. Make sure we'll have a link in the show notes for that. So if anyone wants to donate to his, uh, is it a GoFundMe or something? I think it's some sort of fundraising for his, uh, for his treatments and stuff like that. So I'm not too sure what the details are. I haven't had time to look into it, but it's definitely um, a concern. And John just, he's a great, uh, great guy. And he's one of our favorite guests and he's doing lots of good work. And uh, we hope he can pull through. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. He's one of the best. 
Um, what did you say just before that? Uh, about the uh, reviews reviewing the oh. show. Yeah, so some, yeah, I had something that I lost. You had something. Yeah, it's a short-term memory problem. Yep. So hey, uh, yeah, that's about it, eh? I'm gonna say something too, and I just forgot. Oh, should we mention the trip? Yeah, maybe, eh? Yeah, we will be uh, meeting up with some friends of the show down in in uh, the Washington area, eastern Washington, Spokane area, probably. Um, So if there's enough people interested, we were thinking about maybe doing a meetup on the Saturday. It would probably be like March the 4th, I guess. So I don't know, maybe something simple. I don't even know how many listeners we have in Washington. Maybe none. But uh, if there is, well, we definitely have a couple because, you know, Cyrus is there and shit. And Justin. Yeah. But they're already coming. So if you're in Washington yeah. and uh, you'd be interested in something like that, maybe just uh, set, send an email over to Graham. And like I say, if there's enough people, well, or, there, maybe we or can Darren, do something. Or Darren's on there too. So go to grahamerica.ca slash contact, and then Darren's got a button right there you can click on. Yeah, but I just probably won't respond. I don't even respond to Graham half the time. So <laughs> he doesn't even read my emails. <laughs> so if you want a response, email me. But you know, if you Darren, Darren's kind, Darren's kind of organi- or Darren's kind of organizing it. So I'm spotty. I'm just tagging along, and you can always get a hold of Darren on Twitter. He's he's he tweets more than emails, and I'm on Instagram for the show. So check out the Graham America show on Instagram, and you can communicate with us there too. That's right, and I hope you guys enjoy the chat with uh, Wayne and Steve and Michael, and uh, I think we'll probably post the YouTube video for this one on the channel as well, so you can see all the visuals and stuff like that. I'm and that still... probably won't have the intro, right? No, that won't have the intro. No, I'm not going to yeah. bother with that. That'll just be strictly the intro. So you might want to shut it off here if, you, if you've got the ability, and go check out the YouTube if it's up yet. I don't even know if I have that file yet or anything, so we'll see what happens. He said he was going to give it to me. I got to check and see what he sent me. I might have. Yeah, yeah, you have it, I think, somewhere. But so, again, you know, you don't really read your emails, so it's probably it. sitting there in an unread. Just look for all your unread ones. Oh, that's go. all of them. I'm still trying to come to terms with this one myself. So, <laughs> but enjoy the chat. It was definitely fun. days oh and when and was, when was that in the end and i was innocent in the end when was that
Um, from December 6th until just like a week ago, right, Wayne? And I came back yeah, up again. It was about a week ago. Okay, so this is right when I was starting to look into you guys because we our listeners were asking for your presence. And, and so I emailed Wayne. And and um, when I started looking into it, that's when I, I found out it was really weird timing because I think it was right after you were shut down, Steve. And um, that was your WSO channel? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> He was a bad boy. Yeah, I'm back up now, though. <laughs> so how did they how did they say they they shut it down? Then it was based on copyright stuff. Yeah, it was uh, it was false copyright claims. And in fact, the one that shut me down was from a website address that has no re. It, it, when you try to do the, you can request that the person you know uh, take the strike down. Right. And so you you have you know so I sent out the email and it came back undeliverable. Wow. So what? And it was, and they claimed it was from the, um, it was from, in fact, I could, you know, I could pull it up for you if you want to look at it. Well, it's since very, we got the screen share, it's very suspicious, sure. man. I'm going to tell you right now it is. Hey, there's Michikaku. So my backup channel now almost has 10,000 subscribers. It, it kind of blew up in their face. <laughs> you gained a bunch of extra subscribers? Yeah, yeah actually. That increase of 10,000. Don't you love the music? <laughs> Here we go. So this is from a young man named Scott Ferguson, who you know, who had no copyright claims to the photograph. It was like just a picture of the heavens. I don't think you can copyright pictures of the heavens. <laughs> Not yet, anyways. Uh, so that's almost out. And then this one, check this one out. Uh, let's open it up, man. It's really cool. Manually, Office of Naval Research. And then they gave this bogus, here, you, you know, if you want to, you can just go ahead and try to email it yourself. And um, and then the strike expires on March, you know, whatever. And my counterclaim takes 14 days, 10 days, 10 to 14 days to get uh, worked out through. And so it should have been done a long time ago, but they didn't give me a chance to retract this one because my, my, when they take down your YouTube, you can't do any more retractions or anything like that. So wow. I've only been out there for a week. I mean, they, they really played me hard. And this was the review of the censored Sechi plus rotating orb. And we have that on our, now on our premium site for people to look at. So, so here's the first the time they've taken you down. Pardon? I'm sorry. Is this the first no. time they've taken you down? Yeah. They yeah, left well. us alone until we got up to like 50,000. Then all of a sudden they just came down on us right when I was getting ready to open up my, uh, what my was website. it that you were talking about that, that brought you down? We, we talked about, we were at this time, we were talking a lot about this very suspicious space crash. Yeah. Yeah. And then, um, and then also on such, we were, we were seeing huge orbs showing up and, like six different camera bandwidths. And, and then we had, we had this big like war going on with like uh, BP Earthwatch and others because they were claiming that it was a, a camera aberration. And Wayne and I studied the camera and its construction and its early founders and the things that they saw. And we, when we did our research, we knew what we were talking about. So when we started hearing BS on it, we were just like, we called BS and all of a sudden we got, anytime we showed a such image from that, once we understood what we were seeing, then they started, anytime we had a sexy video up, they shut it down. And my background is in the video post-production industry. It came, started in the uh, late 70s and stayed in the industry for 17 years. 
And, you know, when the thing about it is my dad also worked for NASA for 37 years. So we have friends in the industry still. And so when we saw these images coming from Sechi, uh, it became very clear that what this was, was actually someone was manipulating the image. Uh, it would, it's impossible to have the quote-unquote software glitch that they were talking about. And uh, we put it out there for someone to prove to us how this software glitch, and it's always interesting, just like the recent Mimic uh, situation, another software glitch. Uh, it seems like every time we start catching these anomalies, with our own satellite data, um, it's mysteriously within, sometimes within minutes, uh, you'll go back in and you'll try to get those frames and they're already gone. So just for people that aren't aware of that, Sechi is, is a satellite? Yeah, it's actually was, uh, that bird went up in uh, 2007. Uh, there's two satellites, A and B. They stand, what is it, Steve, about 2 million miles out? There, oh, he's, been, he's been shut down already. <laughs> yeah, it's like, yeah, all right. So anyway, they're out there in. Oh, I'll just disappear from time to time. Yeah, they're out there, and the, and um, I'll, I'll I'll pull up something that will show us where these things are. <laughs> all right. So with those uh, birds out there, we get a really good view of what's going on, and. Quite frankly, when they first started broadcasting the pictures back in 2007, we were seeing things that uh, were just absolutely off the chart. Um, And as the years have come by, those pictures have been refined uh, so much so that now when we start seeing anomalies, again, they're immediately caught by who's ever putting the images up and you can't find the frames. So anyway, um, there's a lot of things that we track and, you know, this also probably makes us, you know, it's like we're just above ape level smart and they just hate that. The authorities hate people being smart. That is for sure. <clears throat> well, what, what are some of the other things you guys are tracking then? Well, the last thing we were looking at was, and you'll notice on here, we just, Wayne, this thing's back up again, man. I saw that. <laughs> All right, so this is our uh, enial halosphere. So picture that you're at the end tip of a rocket ship, okay? And you're looking straight at the sun, looking down on the solar system, okay? What you're seeing is that's the sun, and this is the uh, negative polarity of the blue side of the sun, and the red one is the positive polarity of the sun. So everything's magnetic, really magnetic, in fact. And out there, you've got, um, let's see here, stereo A and stereo B that we were just talking about. They're positioned out in, you know, kind of on the opposite side of Earth like this. So the Earth, so basically these things can see anything that's coming towards the Earth or from any direction this way and, uh, and are very useful. And we've been watching this big, watch this big ray of energy. <laughs> I wonder if I can get this into play, Wayne. <laughs> I wasn't having much luck before, let me tell you. Okay, here's, okay. Let's Look at see. the magnetic connectivity to that. Look at that. Yeah, no, right? So we're watching this, like super wave of energy on christmas day right yeah and this is like coming from outside this view because it's not coming off the sun the sun is in this condition right now with big freaking holes in it it's not doing any kind of 
um, ejecting of material or anything like that. We're looking right into the freaking the heart of the sun. The heart of the sun. Yeah, coronal holes eject a ton of shit. That's a coronal hole there that you're seeing. Yeah. And that big gash in the sun right now start just opened up. And what we think is that it's actually making magnetic connection with the with the well, with the brown dwarf star. Yeah, the coronal holes holes have been going off lately. Can you guys hear me? This is a new mic, so I'm sorry we're working on it. Look, the no, coronal right. holes right now are 6.6. No, yeah, it's um, and people don't. I can't see it. I, I guess number one, they don't care to talk about this because <laughs> it's concerning. Oh <laughs> yeah, totally. Going on with our star. Um, <clears throat> we use the phrase in between uh, Steve and I and a couple of others is that Ed is dead. Um, our son is experiencing um, outputs that are diminished. I had a report today sent to me, uh, people who measure their solar output that have solar panels. We're seeing decreases during the day when complete sunshine of the solar output. Something's up. So is this kind of like the Maunder minimum or whatever that happened uh Quite a while yeah, back. It's worse than that. I, I, I don't think that we have, if you look back at the charts, and uh, I'll see it, but I can actually pull one of these up. But if you look back in the last 50 years in this cycle that mm-hmm. they're talking about, we have not seen a recovery on when we have the maximum. The maximums are becoming shorter and oh. less in duration. The minimum's more intense. So that would, so I guess the the sun's going to dim as the brown dwarf. The closer that gets, the less output the sun's going to have. Yeah, as our physicist told us. So imagine this: what you have is one body that has an intense magnetic field around it. That's the brown dwarf, mm-hmm. and it pretty much has around it um, space that is typically uh, iron oxide. And as it comes into proximity, now there is a good theory out there that we may not be part of a binary tri uh, system, but maybe a tri star system. All we know is this, is that we're seeing the characteristics of a brown dwarf feeding off of a very uh, young star like ours is. Actually, ours is about midlife. And it's exhibiting all the characteristics of something that's pulling out the energy and feeding off of it. And what happens is that who's ever feeding off of it, you're going to start getting what we would call an echo back because now it's gaining itself by burning off the fuel from our star. Yeah, Darren, this this reminds me of that, uh, like, electric... I don't know if it was the Electric Universe uh, guy that we had on, Walt Thornhill, talking about this, or when, when but when the planets start sucking each other's magnetic yeah. energy, like, and, and feeding off of each other. <clears throat> Bingo. Bingo. You got it. And we just went between that, basically, that circuit between our sun and what other, other object it has this intense field line connection with. And that evidence was seen in magnetic field bursts over this period of time. This is just incredible magnetic activity that we went through, electromagnetic activity. <clears throat> and this is just like a wind, solar wind velocity. 
which is uh, is how much pressure the Earth is actually feeling from that from the sun mm-hmm. or whatever connected to like when we get caught in the beam of it. Mm-hmm. And that big hole we just went through. This is all the this is what it looked like on these different density meters and all the things. And these are the things that cause earthquakes on the Earth. Yeah, totally. So does that we're starting to have bigger earthquakes right now, and we can see why. Yep. Yeah, there's been a ton of earthquakes. Yeah, you know, when I see stuff like this and we begin to see, like anyone can go out and see Venus. Venus is exceptionally oh. bright. Oh, it's really bright. Oh, Actually, wait, go back to I that was... real quick. I wanted to point something out. Go back to that uh, picture of the sun, please. Going back. I'm going back. You guys said you're into, uh, you have the Christian perspective, yeah? Well, yeah. Sorry, sorry um, about that. W- the thing that got me started in this is that Look my this background hole. is Christian. My my background is in Christian theology. Wow, cool. So a lot of study. um, I just want to show you this hole looks totally like a demon. It does, actually. (laughs) Come back, let me show you. Make it bigger. And are you guys into Star Wars? Sure. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Look at this thing. I'll play. So Look at this thing. So we can't see you pointing on it, Mike, like, but just explain it verbally. Oh, okay. Sorry. Yeah, that's true. I thought he said he was recording this whole thing, so no, I figured no. this was on screen for him. But anyway. You can see it, right? Pretty yeah. much there's this, in the middle of the sun, there's this, it's almost like a flower, and, and the essence of the light uh, is burning inside of it. But it almost kind of looks like a Tyrannosaurus Rex below that. And it's a, it's the dinosaur's eye kind of thing. Oh, it just hey, Steve. like that. Yeah. So then this like Turn devil guy here. to me for a second. All right. Uh, just for a second. No, no worries, man. Go ahead. Okay. So um, anyway. So guys, check this out. Um, how about that one? You see that? Uh, yep. That one's amazing. That's off of the sun. Um, we have another one. That's a picture of the sun. Oh, okay, so you're yes. totally into what I was just saying. So that demon that's, thing. Holy cr- fuck, that's a picture um, of the sun? I don't think that they're demons, my friend. No, I'm not saying it's a demon. I'm I saying it looks like a demon. No, I'm saying it yeah. looks like yeah. it. I never it said it was. I would never no, no, make I that jump. I, I think that these are possibly the the Elohims. Wow. I mean, I think that these Yeah, that's are, awesome. <laughs> isn't that? Look at that. I mean, maybe we're taking the blot test. I don't know. Oh, it's a total mirror image for sure. It's it's just so bizarre when you see that. So so that. nice, man. Whoa. So and those other pictures are you're zooming in on that bright spot in the center. These are beautiful. Thank you. Um, we we see these things and we try to record them, and look at that. I mean, this to me is that's crazy. It's a crown. Do you have a book of these? Or do you have these on your website? I have these in my files. So you can see the deities right here. Oh, totally. Well, it looks like there's a kingdom on his head. uh, Look at the necklace around his neck. Yeah, and his third eye. Look at this, guys. I mean, and you know. That's amazing. I think that there is truth to this. Um, We have another one in here that I think you might find interesting. How about that? 
What am I looking at? What's it look like to you? God. It's the hand of God. That's the sun, folks. And I got another one I can show you on this that uh, will bring it in. We've captured a hand cradling the sun. Um, now you can say, well, these are glitches from the uh, the satellite. I don't think so. Just so the people listening, just so the people listening are yeah, not thinking we're crazy. Like this one. isn't your normal case of pareidolia. Like those. Uh, that's images, why I'm asking. Those where images these, of the sun are crazy looking. That's why I'm asking where these are available, so that people can be checking this out. Yeah, we'll have Where'd to. Look up this, on the, we'll uh, have they, this they, a YouTube. They cleaned video. them off of the uh, server. They're what? gone. Oh. Yeah. As they look at the thumb right there, and look at his fingers. Because wow, really. Well, it's got to okay. be, it's got to be cached somewhere. Somebody must have downloaded it. Is that penis? <laughs> yeah, that could be that too. Yeah, that makes uh, more sense. Pen- penetrating the egg. There you go. I, I am, I am, I am always in trouble with the Elohim guys, so you know. So this is what we capture. And it's because you, my, wow. see, my attitude, it's my attitude with this guy sitting in the sun is, just because you sit in that in that in that position, you look like that, and everything like that, does not necessarily make you a deity. It just makes you another being. Well, right. it looks like there's um, it's this amazing sunburst of orange and yellow and just golden light coming out, and it's this image that's like a perfect mirror image of like a kingdom sitting on top of a man's head. He's got a beard, and then the man is sitting on top of another man's head. And all of them have this like third eye ray of light coming from them. And it's, yeah. And then you look down here, he's sitting on top of this other guy's face, right? There's two more eyes with these horns. Like he's sitting on his head and holding. Yep. Now you're like zoomed right in on his nose. Yeah. We got some kind of aircraft in his nose and his mouth snout. So I think they announced like a war horse that he's sitting on or something. (laughs) This is amazing. You should really put these in a book or something. These are gorgeous. I have a friend that makes tie-dyes, and they're a lot like this. Yeah. Yeah. This one really always gets me. I mean, we've seen this image come up at different times, but it always has this this third eye. I don't know what else to call it. Fantastic. Yeah, guys. So let me answer your question about the Christian thing now that we we had had a little mind blower together. So... When you Steve, jump you down, it. no. When you jump down the rabbit hole, it it gets pretty deep. Oh yeah, and it really question and, and really to you know really examine your core beliefs. You know That's what right. I mean? Yeah. Oh yeah. When I first found out about, I watched. Uh, I think the Money Masters maybe, and figured out what fractional reserve lending is. I remember I was had to return Netflix used to be discs that came in the mail back then. And I was walking down the lane to put the things back. And I actually got like the chill of the darkness after watching and just finding out what the federal reserve is, you know, (laughs) it like it, it, it made me realize that there are dark conspiratorial forces out there. And Been around for a very long time. And I guess I didn't really, it never really sunk in before that, you know? 
Uh, so when you think about dude. my path, my path to God, um, I was sold on what John said, which is God is love. And I, I was sold on, I am still sold on that. Yeah, I would. Well, I think, yeah, everyone would agree with it. God is love for sure. Right. It's not he, she. God is not, not hate proper. maybe would be an even better one. Right. But you got to say that you got in, I'm starting to, to come to know that the, the, the actual word love agape means you know, basically it's its own pronoun. So it'd be like yeah. male, female, female, agape. Yeah. I mean, it has, it's just, it's so hot, much higher than anything that we know as humans. Yeah. What are we looking and at? If in this you scripture? don't understand that you can't understand how, you know, genetic material would appear out of nowhere. Well, yeah. I'm sorry if I took you in a direction you didn't want me to go, but it's, it's Oh no, no, no. I'm good for you to go in any direction. I'm just that's that those are deep thoughts, basically. It's you know, you can no, go in lots of different directions. Like, right? You don't have to be a genius, man. All you have to do is and nowadays is just look up DNA, just look at the shape of a double helix. Yeah. Tell me that the double helix doesn't have the appearance of a waveform. So I'm just showing you some pictures there. I know you and the oh, demon no. thing, that was just a comment of like how it looks currently and how crazy that is. Oh, it's wild. That was all I was saying. I just, yeah. you know, are you into demons? Some people aren't into demons, you know? You know, if, if here's my take on it. If, if you're saying that there are demons, then you're having to say, well, then there are angels. And then that just leads to the whole point. You, you see, I ask people this all the time. Is God a Christian? He's a Catholic. Is he? Is he, he says, a Jew? He says he's a he. I've yet to. I've yet to. I don't know. Is, is, is he sit a down and ask him? I guess I never really got the chance to ask him. Well, no. I mean, it's a common sense question to ask yourself, and this is, I think, is depending what's on what perspective you have. Well, I, I, you know, what I've learned is that we are a species. You, I, we know that there are different races. We know from the Human Genome Project that there are different species. And the problem that we have is that when the Human Genome Project ended in 2015, it came out with some very hard reality. And in fact, was a very much uh, uh, an indictment against uh, the church. And that is the fact of this is, is that within you and I, we have Neanderthal, we have Cro-Magna, we have Homo erectus, in other words, there are at least five distinct species that we have in our DNA. Denisovian? Denisovian? Pardon? And Denisovian? Yes. Yes. So we have a problem in the timeline. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The timeline, the official timeline. <laughs> and so that's why I always ask people, you see, I think man would always make up a religion. And what my research is doing right now is, and Steve was alluding to it, is that it's, it's the DNA, guys. There's clear evidence that our species has been genetically manipulated. Clear evidence of that. And when we see what's happening in the sky here, we're almost kind of thinking that this may be, in fact, a cycle. Because we know this. Mankind, modern man, only has a written record that goes back to about 4,000 B.C. But we have 
the fossil record, the, geo the geology, geology record that shows in these digs, we, we can trace our species, other species back to almost 10 million years ago. So what's happened here? There is a theory that we're looking at is that this is called what they call an E-cycle, an Earth cycle, and that the Earth cleanses itself about every five or 10,000 years. Mm -hmm. That's why we don't have any written records. When we talk about the story, the Christian story, you have to begin to ask yourself, well, wait a minute, where did the Christian God come from? Because if you begin to go and get real serious about this, well, the, the, the story is, is that apparently it was the Hebrew God, but apparently something happened and we've got this thing and that's the problem. There's things happening in the heavens. There's good evidence that we may be actually in another solar system. And I would take the position that, you know, theologically, I would take the position that Yeshua, the true, you know, person, if he existed, that did exist, that I believe existed, um, or the ideal that I would say, that I would say was a amalgamation of a lot of different points of view at that time. If you want to, if you want to say that God is love to me, I will be right up and down with you. I will definitely serve a God of love. I am definitely down with that. And if that's the God you're talking about, I'm with you. But if you're talking about the God that murders, genocides, you know, whatever, you know, that kind of thing, I don't believe for a second that that's the most high deity in the universe. Totally agree. And what we say is this, we're trying to get people to understand folks, we are a species and it's been our species that's been under attack. And you know, listen, I tell people this all the time. I'm not going to serve any God that requires my species to spill its blood for its cause. Yeah, I'm pro I'm pro human, man. I'm not going to ever be I'm not going to do it. And I'm tired of seeing my species spill its blood for a cause. You know, I ask people this all the time and it's very true. Show me the last time a physical God was here that announced itself as a God. And that we have solid documentation, not literary documentation. I'm talking literal documentation. I can't find any records that basically, if you want to talk about the Hebrews, that the Elohim that came down there, you could talk about the Egyptians. You could talk or about Elohim, or the Elohim that created us. Yeah, that's what I was going to ask. So that's where you figure the DNA got altered as through the El Elohim. I think, yeah. Uh, yeah. If you take yeah. Psalms 82 and you take its literal translation, it's very clear that Yahweh is one of 12. He sits on the council of 12. There's 12 other Elohims. They answer to E, supreme. So there's 13 and, total. Well, no, no. E is above everyone else. Then, no, the Elohims answer to the supreme. So there's uh, God, the God that I think that Yeshua was talking about, you yeah. know. Philo you know. calls him the existent. And if you've ever read Philo, uh, first no. century philosopher, right. I would encourage you to read him. So here's the deal. Psalm 82 clearly says that the Supreme tells the Elohims, you're going to die just like Adam. I did a video on my YouTube channel says, does God have a lifespan? Well, there's good evidence that he does. 
Well, again, you got to be careful what you say is God. Yeah, That's which God? Well, Elohims. Let's say what the Elohims. Yeah, the Elohims. I'm off. You know, the Sumerians are the ones that were the source of that theology, and the Hebrews just borrowed from that. And every serious Bible student, including people that we talk to on our channel, like Dr. Michael Heiser, all agree on that. Okay. Okay. They know that they that the way that these things got written was not as I don't know. Not as a divinely inspired process. I do believe that there was certain things that needed to, you know, that if we never saw that John wrote or one of his disciples wrote that God is love, I would never have known it. Well, guys, come on. Let's just ask the real question. There's, there's good stuff. There's good stuff that comes through. But if you look at it in totality, you know, the, the, our perspective on it or, the, you know, our view of how it came to be. Is a big lie. Yeah, we could have reached advanced civilization many times over. Yeah. And you know, if, you, if you get into this whole concept that there's a devil here, Satan, well, number one, just to let it be very clear for the record, in the Bible, the word Lucifer never shows up. Where it does show up in Isaiah was put in there by St. Jerome in the 5th century. Otherwise, there is no person or deity or angel known as Lucifer. So let's just talk about this. So you're telling me an all-powerful God throws down a spiritual deity that is superior to us in every way, and out of the trillions of planets available, he just happens to throw them here, and this is where we are at. Is that an insane concept? Or it's a prison planet. We're all here Bingo. because now you hit it. Because exactly you know we're either here to help or we're stuck here because of the whole thing. What's that one guy? He has a university. A, um, does anyone know what I'm talking about? It's oh, no, never. No, mind. we need a little bit more detail yeah, on that. It's like this. He and he tells all about the story of. Um, the Bible and Christ and everything, but it's slightly different. He used to be a football player, I think, was part of the story. Anyway, no, but I'd like to find out. I like to. Find yeah, he's out got this. Him. He's got this online university thing, so you can go through. I started it. I don't know. But does it I'm get not into, very good at does finishing it get into soul contracts and stuff like that. Is that where you're going with this? Like that we're here for. We know that. We knew that we were coming here for a reason or whatever, and we agreed to it and all that kind of stuff. It's way deeper. He says that, like, Michael and Lucifer had an office together, and the two of them split up, and it's all, like, there's... He took a whole bunch of people with him, and they all got cast down, and it's a prison planet now, and all these bad things from all... Because the rest of our solar system is totally built out, as far as I'm concerned. I don't know. I believe... I'm starting to believe that. The Corey Good thing, it's getting to me, maybe, but... Well, see, I take a different approach now. Um, I'm, I'm not disagreeing with anything you guys are saying, I think. No, no, I, I, I hear what you're saying. And in my yeah. search, I had to come to this place that none of the theologies, the ideologies that I grew up on and studied for many, many years made any more sense. There was too many holes in the whole story uh, about Christianity. And it became very important to me to say, okay, so what are we? I mean, seriously, what are we? And does the soul enter in at what point? Does it enter in at conception? 
What happens at conception? They say like 40, day 49. 48, yeah, 49. 49 days. Yeah. That's yeah. a pineal gland. That's when the soul enters. And the Buddhists say, say that too. That My wife is a, to the day. standing to be a midwife. She is super into this shit. So you see what I'm saying? And so my point is, I personally think that we come from creation. Now, in the Christian dogma, totally. we're taught that creation was an event. I believe that it's been perverted. I believe that creation is a physical place. Well, it's ongoing. Continually. Exactly. Bingo. Only, you've hit it. The only constant is change. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. Totally. So think about it. I'm thinking about it. So where do we come from? Is the journey just when we're just, what, 75, 80 years? Oh, it's this moment right now. Every breath of every day, conscious, always. Your mind should be awake and aware and balanced. And you continue to strive for that in every moment. If you're doing anything dishonest or out of line, it has to stop or you can't stay balanced. That's what it's about. Every creation is every moment. Unless it's a prison planet. Nope, still, still in a prison planet. You're just, we're just waiting. We're waiting for judgment day when you get up before the judge. You have to do good on the prison planet to get off the prison planet. Is that how it works? Mm, it depends on how you, like, can I just depends on why you're here. In? Not you all of them are. And once you figure out it's a prison planet, can you just like. Not everybody are prisoners. Not everyone are prisoners. Wait, wait, wait. But there's a judgment. I got, I got the judgment. So what's the criteria that we get judged with? I'm curious. So this is all in this guy's university that he's that he was talking about. That's this is his idea, and I'm sorry, I don't. No, have I'm it. really curious on the criteria. I really. Well, really he goes all through it. Uh, if you guys give me, a, if you change the subject for a minute, let me look it up. I can tell you, but I can't okay, look it up. I can't do both. Okay, I can't work Steve, a device and talk. At the same Steve, time. that there's, Steve, there's, that picture but, probably already pretty much. But I can cool. tell you really quick that he took he took them and they're waiting because they have to go before judgment and and basically say are you know did you mean to go with lucifer and you have the choice to choose one or the other basically and you can come to the light easily or the whole thing will be obliterated basically and then you get into the whole david wilcock thing i mean if you guys are into that you must be into you you've checked out david wilcock i guess yeah yeah. Oh, sure. Yeah. We're, 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 I love Gaia. Yeah. Gaia's, <laughs> you can get lost in there forever. Like you could probably lose many jobs just getting lost in <laughs> Gaia. Getting lost in I think Gaia. the question that if they had their way. <laughs> Steve and I talked about define sin, though. I mean, if, if we're heading for a judgment day, sin is without. Sin is without. That's all it means. But, Without what? I mean, that's the thing that I'm without. I, I, you're without God. You don't have the love of God in your heart for one reason or another. You know, you've either chosen to be against it. You've gone farther and farther down the path to be against it. Or. You're asleep and unaware. Or you're asleep and unaware. Yeah. Okay. But you are, you are aware that uh, God, or at least the Christian God in uh, Exodus um, four, I always question how come, how can, how can a God have murder in his heart? They're different and, gods. 
But no, but this this is this is the Christian God. Well, there are different gods, though. That's a trick. That's that's a trick in the Bible. It's been you know, but, it's a trick. You know, there's there's it. The the God refers to multiple different gods. I mean, you have to read it that way. You have to. It's not taught that way. way. That's in the Jewish one, right? When it's, it's not Elohim still. Well, okay. Well, is Yahweh is Yahweh the Christian God then? Um, uh, I'm not that good at it. You know, I got to be honest. I got kicked out of Bible study in <laughs> when I in first grade. Wait, everybody I hang out with got kicked out of Bible study in first grade. But it made a big deal. It made a big dent to me because I remember I've thought about it. We talked about this a couple of weeks ago, and I've thought about it and. You know what it is, is it's, and, and I don't want this to sound crazy, but, and that always sucks when you start something. I don't want this to sound crazy, but yeah, I was almost, sound absolutely nuts, right? when she was teaching it, I almost felt offended. Like she was not doing it right. Or, um, not telling the story, right? Like I was almost there. Like I, I can very easily imagine that I was there when Jesus was there or whatever his name was, you know, everyone's got a different version of the story. So, and I felt offended and they weren't telling the story right. And getting the story right was really important to me back then. I still love stories now. I'm not so much. I don't really care so much if, if it's perfectly right or if I'm right, I just like stories, you know, I can dig that. And, and so, and I've thought about it and, you know, it's, it's more so that I felt offended that the Bible, Bible doesn't tell it right. Where Yeshua, Jesus is washing the feet of the disciples. This is, this is where the universe creator spoke to me about what love was one day. And he used what I knew my whole life being raised Roman Catholic and that whole vision of what God looks like. Mm -hmm. Um, I looked at Jesus washing the feet of the disciples and he looked up for me in a, in a dreamlike vision, right? He looked up from me at me while he was washing the feet of the disciples as a slave. Right. And I was like, going, what's up with that? You're the king of the universe. And he looked back at me and goes, perfect power can only be contained with humility. That's right. End of story on that one. So who, what, who was talking to me when I learned that, when I said, heard that. Well, you're probably having the same vision Paul had. That's a powerful Paul, thing you've had, yes. But Paul, Paul never saw that, well, number one, we start getting into what but was... I'm saying, I, I, learned, I learned something about love. Now, you know, what if my friend, you know, Krishna from Bangladesh, or let's just pick a place in India, um, Chennai, uh, wherever, and... He has a vision of his God doing the same thing. So Hindu, is that what you're saying? Hindu. Love. So who's wrong? Nobody's wrong. If right. God is love, you're all right. Everybody's right. I think that's what the world needs is everybody needs to stop being wrong and saying everyone else is wrong. And everything that's fake needs to be, the truth needs to come out, you know? Right. Whatever it is, whatever. Yeah, the whatever it is. And we all have to face it. Right. You know, it's kind of like we've had a long time to wake up slowly. And that's what I was going to say about, I think this is, I got this from Wilcock, but. It's time to put on your big boy pants. Every 25 or 6,000 years, there's a harvesting is the whole book of raw thing. Have you guys gotten into the law of one? Yeah. Yeah. 
I haven't read all of it, but it's pretty crazy stuff. Have you guys read The Law of One? No, not Have yet. we totally hijacked your show and no, you guys no, just want to change? No, just keep going. Okay. Every 26,000 years or so, there's a harvesting. And there's three of those. And this is the final one, is what, they, is what he was saying, I believe. I could be wrong. What are they harvesting? Um, sort of, yeah. You're, because this is like a place where uh, it's been seeded. You know, a lot like what you guys are saying. God seeded it. And um, the souls are supposed to come up to where you become compassionate, basically, like unconditional compassion. And they got to the first 26,000 years and there was like only a dozen people that met the grade. And those dozen wow, people that's decided, knots, man, that's, that's shit. That's shitty. Those <laughs> dozen people decided to stay. And at the end of the next 26,000 years, there was like a hundred thousand. I could never be one of the 12 or one of the hundred thousand just out of principle. I'd say, fuck you and your 12 or fuck you and your hundred thousand. <laughs> well, if that was the case, you wouldn't be the compassionate one that got to be, you know, that enlightened yourself. I'm the most compassionate because I'm going to stand on the side of the most people and the most pain and the most DNA. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) It comes back down to this whole situation of, you know, I posted a video today called uh, the code carriers and we all carry the code and I hear conversations and I enjoy it because we have to dig deeper, but think about this guys. We all have within us each cell has the contents of millions of libraries of Congress. One cell. We have trillions of cells within us. Why is it our species and the other species before us have not been able to, number one, access that information, but more importantly to the point, why is that information in us? I pretend and contend before you that if we ever learn to unlock that code we become like god mm-hmm. well again did you guys ever see that movie lucy no yeah that was pretty good lucy yeah yeah well basically she took some pill or drank something that made her dna and her brain power reach its full potential yeah. and she, she reached some kind of super frequency where she could just hop into the 12th dimension and go traveling around on foot um you know, like the great masters of old. Um, <laughs> but the point, the point being is that is we don't really know what the human potential is because we're only like, what is it? What did we learn the other day? We only 20% of the DNA is actually turned on in a human. Yeah. Know? If that, yeah. Yeah. I think it's way lower than that. Yeah, I thought it was yeah. like 10 or eight. Well, it makes, it makes you wonder with practice, like what the monks did, like, you know, there's all these stories about biolocation and controlling their temperature. I mean, these guys are now proving with science that they can do breathing techniques and can, and, and, you know, swim through the ice and run up mountains in the snow and their shorts and all this kind of stuff just through breathing techniques. I mean, what, where, how, how advanced did we get spiritually back then before, you know, the industrial civilization and you know, all monks biolocating and, and all kinds of, you know, levitating well, maybe stuff. The lie is that we need technology to do the things that these guys are doing up here in the space station, man. Maybe we don't need technology for that. And that's the lie. Yeah. You just well, you know, there, there was everyone. a monk in the 16th century called, they did a book on him called uh, practicing the presence of God. And he was recorded an eyewitness that he would walk out literally the, the windows of the monastery 
and be able to actually transcend walking on air. Yeah. Remember when I remember Travolta had those powers in that other movie? Yeah. Right before he died, he, he had like a Ooh. brain tumor. Travolta. It was phenomenon. In phenomenon. Remember yeah. when he was able to release that part of the brain that he was able to actually begin to bend? And I think that that was really, as I look back on it, frequency, wouldn't you say? Yeah, kind of. Yeah, same idea. Yeah. 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 That so, one That one video, uh, Heroes, I think it's called. Have you guys seen that? Where a bunch of different people get those oh, yeah. get powers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was, I, I got booked on that show. Yeah, it was cool. And then there's the I, other one, 4400. Or the the like people all over, and they have to come to this one city, and they all have powers, and they promise not to use them. It's kind of like X Men too, right? Yeah, it's kind of like X Men. Yeah. Well, that's what they're doing R- in the R-H lab. Negative right now. blood. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. <laughs> have you guys seen that monkey pig like two weeks yeah. ago? That was crazy. <laughs> Who said they're R-H designer R-H pets in China now? Kenya, I want a little mini elephant. <laughs> Who said R H? Maybe. The RH factor, you know, that's one. That yeah, tell guys, me about that. Isn't that like one in forty-five, two or something, Graham? Uh, five, four, four, five percent. I'll be right back, guys. Okay, Steve. Is it true all the abductees are RH negative? I've heard a whack of stuff about RH negative. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. What. Yeah, what do you think about that, Wayne? The Uru, the Uru bloodline. There's actually a really good book uh, by a guy by the name of Robert Suffer. And it's called A Species with Amnesia. It's RH factor. The reason why we know there wasn't one creation, it's impossible for RH positive and RH negative to come from the same bloodline. Uh-huh. Right. Where yeah. did the other bloodline come from? Yeah. Lizards. Uh, <laughs> I give up. Tell me. I, I think those wee hobbits may have been actually around. Um, well, it's clear that. All right, it, it, there's a guy out there by the name of Damon T. Berry. Um, he has a belief that we have been here at least 30,000 times before. Whoa. And we always miss the mark. Now, I do for a living, I write software, I invent systems. Uh, my last one I did for nonprofits to use uh, their cell phones. I, I was doing that back in 2011. Here's the deal, guys. I'm an observer of mankind. Mm. And what I'm seeing today is alarming. Uh, The youth today, they've done the studies. They've run the scans. Their brains are different than my generations. Oh, fully. Well, they've been on screen since they were born. Yes. They can't remember. They can't remember a simple phone number. But they're so well integrated now into the machine. And I did a video called Lilith. And you see, I don't think there is a Satan. I think that if we have an enemy on this planet, um, it's it's a her. And she goes by the name of Lilith. Okay. And uh, this is a wicked bitch. Um, Where does she live? She's still here. Where? Here? In this room? Where? I I think you have to say what. I'm just kidding. Where his physical presence is. I mean, have you ever heard and studied what incubuses are and succubuses are? Yep. Okay, what was the whole purpose of both of those so-called demons? They were to collect DNA. Sexual energy. Collecting DNA, gentlemen. Yeah, okay. 
They need a constant stream of DNA. And if you follow this back, this goes back to the story of the Anunnaki. In the Samaritan text of how creation really started at the Tree of Life. And I happen to believe that that is probably more true than anything else. Someone is still manipulating our DNA. And I think that unfortunately our time has run out. Maybe that's who the people in the sun are. I don't know. I think they've returned. Listen, I just have a theory for you. Go for it. So hear me out. Do you know what Kabbalism is? Yeah. Okay. So as you know, it's the mystical side of Hebrew uh, Judaism. There is a belief in a certain Kabbalah uh, sect that believes that uh, Yahweh was actually one of 12 deities that have dominion over this earth. And in the case of Yahweh, he was very defined in what his territory was. And if you read the story, whether it's the Torah or the Old Testament, Yahweh never destroyed a God. Never. Even when he went and delivered his people out from Egypt, which I believe was when the passing of this planet took place last time, he just came for the Hebrews. He said that they were his chosen people, right? So if you follow this out, it means then that there are other deities here, other gods. Look at what in China. So if we can take the Samaritan text, that that is in fact how creation started, then it seems like we're an ongoing experiment. So then every, each, everyone's God is their own sort of person running the experiment? Well, I mean, you know, listen, I, when you study China, ancient China uh, history, you don't see it in the Old Testament. You know what you do see in the Old Testament, though? Zechariah 5.11. And that clearly says that that spaceship, that earth-flying ship that Zechariah saw came from where? Shinar. Shinar is the Hebrew translation for Sumer. Where did Abraham come from? He came from the Ur of Chaldees. Where was the Ur? It was the central part of the Sumerian Empire. Well, Ur was Saturn. Yeah, you see a pattern? Saturn. Saturn was Ur, I believe, right? Uh, You mean the planet? Yeah, the people that came from Saturn. Oh, I don't know. Um, I was just taking in what we have in this, this history of Abraham, because every major religion, which is always sad, because it seems like the Eastern religions are kind of left out of this. This is, you know, the Buddhists and uh, what Taoists. But nevertheless, the three major religions today all claim who? Father Abraham. Abraham. Yeah. Yeah. And he came from Sumer. Yeah, yeah. Sumerian tablets. Bingo. Now, it gets even weirder when you get down to the cave drawings, but we won't get into that. So just kind of wrap up on this point. Mm. There is so much evidence that has been taken away from us. Uh, Remember, I tell people all the time, the Bible, as you know it, is a recent, recent uh, addition. And when I tell people, they say, well, don't you believe in Jesus? I tell them all the time, there's no person in the United States, and I dare say Canada, that could go into a court of law and prove to me 
that there was ever a person named Jesus Christ. That's right. Because the letter J did not exist in the English language until the 17th century. Isa. Well, then let's get back and get real question. Why did they change the name of a deity, God? They never did it of any other gods. Cognitive dissidence. (laughs) Oh, there we go. (laughs) So anyway. Somebody finally said cognitive dissonance. That's going to go. And he got the door prize. (laughs) Ding, ding. Shouldn't there be a bell? Don't you guys have a bell or something? (laughs) Yeah. I sometimes play like an epic song or something. Yeah, just to kind of get the mood going. But what do you guys think about, you know, if if there's no satan and and the demonic presence isn't isn't around what what do you make of the whole possession phenomenon how that's growing a lot because i've i mean i've looked into that a little bit and and uh, we don't really talk about it on the show a lot but it's like there's a lot of evidence that something's hey, really going on there. That there wasn't any other end that there were exactly uh, Ill, i was gonna say never said that there wasn't ill ill will towards us by other entities well, what now. do you define satan as i guess i i would define satan as just uh yeah, an energy force. Uh, like uh, it's a, it's just a way of thinking that's. Yeah, I mean, you know, so let's go to the Bible. I mean, I, I am an ordained minister, and you know, no longer practice Christianity. But here's the problem: you go to Job, right? Let's go to Job one nine. <laughs> so that was the one I got have... kicked out for. <laughs> <laughs> All right. No, no, hey. I, I still, I still, I still, I am definitely from the Christian perspective, Wayne. I know that. I know that, Stephen. You know, I am not. That. We're not yes, against. Yes, we're not against Christian's yes. perspective by any means. Here, we are totally like respectful. So, See, go yes, for it. Yeah, no, so go for it. But you guys are way more knowledgeable about this than we are. If you guys here, the, the Me, problem I am. with is there's thirty thousand versions of it. Right. That's right. Okay. Tell me which one's right. That's right. The first one. All right. So actually, which one do you like best? Which version do you like best? Yeah, and I and I bought into First uh, Corinthians thirteen. So I'm sold, sold. Okay, you got to give it to us. Love is patient. Love is kind. You know all that stuff. And then once you start getting into that vibration, and you, you can actually start to hear the voice of God. I've been there. I know how it works. It works for me. It's a great way to get there. And but here's the thing: if your if your belief system preaches compassion and peace and love. What is, what can you find wrong with any of those three things? Nothing. Can you find any fault in any of those three things? No, that's totally Buddhist right there. Unless that's someone awesome. Takes advantage of them. So, you know, again, I mean, I've, I've experienced, you know, I feel like I've had dream experiences where I've, I've felt all of life at one time. And then, and then in this converse part of the dream felt no life at all. So I do believe there is such a thing as departing your and ripping yourself out of the tree of life. I really believe that could be done. When uh, to get back to before we wrap up, I want to get back to the solar system stuff. When 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 do you think this brown dwarf is going to show up? Is there a timeline for when it gets close, or is it going to get close enough that we can see it? Wayne and I both have different answers for that. Wayne, you go first. <laughs> well. If you go by, for instance, the bronze books, the Colburn Bible, and you read the destroyer section, and if you make a correlation to over to the Torah uh, and other evidence that happened at that time, there's clear evidence that this is a regular passing. 
of a system that we interact with. Now, according to the destroyer section, it lasted, it took a couple hundred years for this thing to come in and then to leave out. Uh, I'm of the belief that uh, it's here. I think something's here. The timeline, I don't know. I don't think anyone knows. Uh, but if we can take ancient scriptures, then I think that uh, the due date is definitely uh, rapidly approaching. Steve? Well, I guess I do agree with you, Wayne. <laughs> Just kidding. The only thing I would add to that, and, and Wayne, actually Wayne agrees with this too, is I don't believe in any of the timelines I've heard. So like whenever somebody comes up, pops up and says it's a 14-J, 23-hour cycle of this is going to happen and this is going to happen. <laughs> and I've actually barked at people that have given dates. With the exception of one guy, I had a guy on that was promoting a book as before I really did my own thought process through the whole thing, you know? Um, but at the end of the day, it's like, how could we know how long it's going to take? We don't get access to any of the real data. Mm -hmm. They're practically lying to us every day. Any tools or instruments that we have that are of any use to us, they turned off already. I mean, so we're guessing and it, you know, it could take 50 years for this thing to pass. We don't know how long, if we don't know how long it's been here for first number one. And we don't know, you know, we really don't know how long it's been here yet. What, we we can't turn to the back in 2007 that something's been in our neighborhood, right, Wayne? A big something. <laughs> That's all I know. And I think it's still here. I mean, guys, um, the signs are there. Listen, I would tell your view, your listeners, watch Venus. Steve and I did a show yesterday, wasn't it, Steve? Yeah, yep. March 28th, is that what we're figuring? March 17th, something around there? Oh, it's going to be spectacular because Enki is going to be coming in its closest approach to the sun. And this is all just common astronomy. So if you're looking at Venus, you're going to see Enki go right by Venus. <laughs> Enki's <laughs> a comet. Itself, a very, very trippy thing to see. Enki's a comet. Yes. Yes. It's, it's a new one, but apparently it's been here every five and a half years. But the oddest thing is now I'm part of the baby boomers generation. Steve's younger than I am, but. Gosh darn it, I don't remember that coming around when I was in school. Yeah, every five years, it's kind of a new phenomenon. I, I remember Hale-Bopp in 90-something, like eight. Yeah, and I saw Haley's Comet. So, but yeah, guys, I'm telling you. Yeah, I saw and, both of those. So Venus is half eclipsed right now. We estimate that when it starts pulling out of this half eclipse stage, you think it's bright now. Woof. Yeah, it's super bright. Recently, I was looking in the sky and arguing with somebody over it. They thought it what they they wouldn't believe it was a planet. What's eclipse or even Mercury? a star? Like Mercury? they thought it was a satellite stuck up there. It's a it's a, it's Venus. Is it is it Mercury that's eclipsing it? You said it was partially eclipsed. Oh boy! Now now this is where Steve and I, because <laughs> I'm taking the position of the dumbass. Uh, I don't know. Uh, you know Steve, I, I, I'll be a dumbass. That's too. the best position. But no, Steve, Safest. I tell you, he has a good handle on a lot of this. And we were looking at solar scope just last night. And Steve, I still don't know what's causing it. I guess it's the sun. I don't know the earth. I don't know. I really don't. All I know is that if it was in full luminosity, holy crap, you know, you'd be able to read a book out there. 
It is crazy. I've even had people like seen shit in my Facebook feed where people are like, what the fuck is that? It's in the Southwest sky at six o'clock. Yeah. You tell them it's Venus and they just refuse to believe you. Well, in 2001, it was real close too. And you, we never even see it head on. Like imagine the view from Mercury. You know, in 2001, it was really close. I remember for like two or three days and it was super cold where in, in Alaska. And I remember and it was huge. It was bigger than the moon. Wow. Yeah. Now that would have been cool. Yeah. Bigger than the moon? That yep. was a UFO. It was. No, no, no. It was. Ve- <laughs> yeah. So we like to talk about crazy, mad philosophy and theology, and we mix it in with this Nibiru story because we think it's the, it really answers a lot of the questions that we've seen, you know, that we've seen, you know, raised over the last 50, 60 years in the West and, and around the world, you know. I mean, it, it all, it's like, if you think about something like the Federal Reserve, or you think about something like the murder of JFK, it's all connected. It is all connected, and it's about dominance of our species. Right. It really is, guys. And Anybody who tries to buck them is, you know, either you got protection or you're going to die. So well, no- let's just say the Anunnaki live, right? Let's say they really exist, and let's say they did take off. I wanted to finish out that why I thought Yahweh actually left was that Solomon broke his heart. Solomon, more than any one person, broke Yahweh's heart. And I still say contend to this day, that's why he left the temple, his presence, his power. Uh, But let's just say they did live on a planet, right? Now, the Thunderbolts Project says that we live in an electric universe. And they say that there are records showing that Venus came in like a comet. It yeah, also yeah. says that Saturn used to be in our nighttime sky. Hmm. I thought it was that we used to orbit Saturn until the sun shone. You know, up. That's, that's a good point, isn't that? Now, because we find out that the Jupiter does not orbit the sun, they actually orbit each other. They're binary. Jupiter yeah. and Saturn? It was Saturn, yeah. Saturn and, and the sun were binary. And the only, and the Saturn actually used to be illuminated, and we were in its like red glow. Until yeah, the sun yeah. showed up, and then it stir, stir, stir every store. What's the, it stirred what's it up? Stirred it, it up, because of the up. magnetic polarization, just like what's happening with the brown. Yeah. And then the Saturn went off, and then Saturn shut off. That's right. So maybe it's going to get ignited again. What? And I always say, what pulled Mars atmosphere out? Phobos. What yeah, pulled our atmosphere out? The the well, the, the monolith on Phobos. The Phobos impact. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So, it right out. <laughs> if, if it's a brown dwarf, does it have planets? Well, that's what I was just going to ask because you guys have found like other planets in here as well, right? Yes, yes. Mike Brown, Mike Steve, Caltech. Uh, you know, you know, they've proven that these exoplanets—they're in the Kuiper Belt, right? Yeah, which is which is just outside our solar system. Yeah, right outside Pluto. Yeah. Right, right. And then you've got the Oort cloud. There's Now they're saying a, a lot of stuff, and this is how they confuse people, guys, right? So you'll you'll be thinking Oort cloud is the same thing as the Kuiper belt, yeah. and the Kuiper belt is really far away, but the Oort cloud is just outside of the inner solar system. Yeah. Hmm. And so they'll do a switcheroo and say, oh, well, it's in the Oort cloud, and everybody will just kind of ignore it. It's like, no, the Oort cloud is right over there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and you would see this stuff from Earth, and you say, so... Why can't I see this stuff? Well, we're all, everybody in the world is seeing Venus now, so that's not a secret. 
The second thing is um, that, you know, we know that they're chemtrailing. We know that they're using artificial lighting and lensing systems to hide stuff up there. We've got all that proof we've documented with other channels like Jeff P and Scott Sione over at the Nibiru channel and Wayne and me and others have collected enough evidence from subscribers around the world to be pretty convinced that we're not being told the truth about what's happening. Yep. So how did you guys catch these, these planets then from satellite images again, just like the Sechi or whatever? Oh gosh. Yeah. Sechi, we catch them on all the time. Um, SDO. SDO, we catch them on. We, we, we covered like the sun being stuck dry of energy <laughs> over the summer and they tried to tell us it was the earth eclipsing the satellite or some nonsense. And we caught them in so many lies, didn't we, Wayne? Oh my God. And trolls. Oh my yeah. God. You know, now I know why they make those horror movies about trolls. <laughs> They're mean little bastards. Well, half of them are paid. So you gotta, <laughs> you gotta watch that. Only on but, YouTube. Yeah. You know, when we talk about oh, this, Twitter can we talk not, about dude. this for a second when we talk about planets? Because if you read the white paper that uh, Mike Brown and his team submitted about these exoplanets, yeah. what they found out that these planets are invisible. Now. Well, invisible to us from here, you mean? Yeah, but the point is, is that they think that it also has a sense of that even if they're close by. Like yeah, photons it would be very hard don't to see them, them unless they're in the exact right position to see them from the sun. Like in so now, case. you're talking about the sphere beings. Yeah. Yes, yes, yeah. Sphere beings, then. Yes, yes, absolutely. Yeah. Is that what's in yeah. the picture on the screen right now? We don't know. I mean, so behind the sun, you're talking about what's behind the sun. Yeah. yeah this, this is this is artificial light. That's this, not the in sun. Our opinion. Okay. So we don't know how bright that's the sun, the sun is. But look behind it. Look behind yeah. it. Yeah, this might be the sun back here. Okay. But anyway, we've got the artificial light, and I think these are like pre-positioned lenses uh to try to block certain parts of the sky 24-7 so they're in geosignorance orbit. And then you see what they're trying to hide when it goes by. You can actually see there it is. A planet. Oh, that's what you're trying to show us there. Okay, I see. Like, you know, right then, there. You know, and because they're diffusing the light with a very sophisticated system, they, they use it to block stuff. And we actually caught those guys. Uh, we caught it from so many times, right? Right here, you can see something's up there. Right and there. then you go back to this, and you can see this thing rolling in. That's not a lens flare, guys, you know. Well, we've caught from the ISS, we actually caught the sun doing a retrograde. <laughs> you know, right? <laughs> like, how did that happen? Remember the day that the that the sun shook? <laughs> You're yes. like, what? Maybe they're just like other weird planets that you know. Maybe there's some other weird sort of matter that doesn't interact with photons, like normal matter. Yeah, it's like just on the fr- it's like on the fringes no, between our so the sun the so the sun one. doesn't light them up. Maybe the dying yeah. sun is allowing the dimensions to cross over somehow. Or- or maybe there's a, sh- a shit ton more stuff in our inner solar system and outer solar system than we ever thought. Well, that's what I think. But if know, it doesn't I mean, interact with the sun, I mean, you can see Jupiter. That's what I was. That's what I was going to ask: is why can't we see those from with the naked eye? Then, and you can only catch them on these satellites. Like, how do you know they're planets and not stars? If we can see, we can see all the planets you know that we think are in our solar system. Well, here's a question we asked our audience uh, back in the summer. 
how come is it you don't see any stars from outer space? You don't see stars from the Apollo missions. You don't see stars from the ISS. Why is that? And when you think about the fact that the moon is 250,000 miles away, right? Yeah. And its size, we shouldn't be able to see the size that it is. The moon is a weird thing. It is. And the atmosphere of the Earth, it's both a convex and a concave. I don't know. I don't understand it. I know I'm actually... And, and maybe it's just because we're not smart enough, Wayne. Let's just be honest. I'll raise my hand on that. I'll yeah. I mean, come on now. I mean, I, I sometimes I just feel like my brain is beneath the task of handling planetary dynamics. But sometimes you get a little shot and you go, what? Like, just the, like, again, I'm 52. So they said that this comet Enki comes by every five years. I'm with Wayne. I don't remember any Enkis growing up. I, so I here's a test then. Do you remember it being Berenstein bears or Berenstein bears? The Mandela effect. Thank you. <laughs> we talked about that over the summer too. We went into the D-Wave computer subject. Mm-hmm. Y'all gone into that? No. Never well, heard of you it. really should do a show yeah, yeah, just yeah. on quantum computing. Yeah. yeah. Did you, are you talking about with DJ? Uh, the no, D-Wave computer. It's a computer that actually reaches into other dimensions to do its computing power. Yeah. And it harnesses yeah. Jade. Yeah. 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 I actually do think I remember something about that. So I think AI. That's like, was that the Chinese one? No, this is the one they developed right in Silicon Valley. Um, it gets down to absolute zero and it forms its own artificial reality. Uh, the They call it cute. Qubits, and it's quite amazing. It's a special type of gold that they put this thing in. They make its own environment. Now, when they first turned it on in 2005, it went from the first year of a donkey walking to the space shuttle taking off. After that, it has exponentially increased. There's now an estimated 20 of these around the world. And it's our belief that this is the the core cause of the Mandela effect and how the Mandela effect started was that it started to rewrite web pages and that's how it started altering our reality. So the internet has already become self-aware. Yes. And the internet. So, but how does it, cause I, I actually, I got my old old fucking Berenstein bear book sent out here. The ones I had when I was a kid (laughs) and they said, they said, well, no, I wanted them for my kids anyway. Yeah. But they showed up and they all say Berenstain. Well, yeah, they were Berenstain. Yeah. I remember so when how I was... Did, how did the internet do that? I think that or they asked that not, Then the nature of reality is just not reality. We're forming well, it. Just convincing me that it's changed is enough to change it. The CEO of D-Wave in his speech that he gave in 2007, he said that when they turned it on, and I quote him, What's his name? He said, he said, it was as if we were at the altar of an alien god. Oh, yeah. For sure. The CEO of D-Wave. D-Wave, just look it up. The, uh, I don't know. Okay, I'll look is. it up. I'll look it up. Yeah, yeah. So, we say this. It's my belief that what we saw on November 9th, we saw a uh, the first wave impact of the D-Wave computer, of quantum computing. 
Was that that DDoS attack? No, I think it actually sent a wave out that affected our memories. It it shifted our reality. It's using other dimensions to compute, so who knows? I mean, how would you perceive perceive that your brain was being uh, altered in the ninth dimension? How would you even know that? I could feel a tickle behind my right ear. <laughs> I've only been up as high as 7D, so I don't know. Well, the Chinese are doing... Like wet feeling behind your ear. The Chinese are broadcasting Wait, faster that. than light, right? Uh, it's, I, I don't, it's, it's very bizarre what's going on. It's, like you said, the Mandela effect. We're seeing it everywhere. Part of me just thinks that the whole system just... just does not want us to fully realize our potential. I yeah. really believe that. Yeah, I think you. I think we probably all. Yeah, but the whole the whole system, system as in like, organic or as in as in the the control system. I think that yeah, the external control system, what we would call Satan, Satanism, Luciferianism, elitism. Yeah, you know the controlling, the dumbing so, down. So humans the, controlling or controlling? Yeah, the, the buy our story of reality bullshit that I've been hearing my whole life. Yeah. What if it's just like some sort of self-writing program that's just somebody forgot they left on in their closet? <laughs> Maybe that's why we all like the movie The Matrix so much. That's pro- It's like a draw. It draws us to it. Yeah. Yeah. I found myself bawling at the end of that movie. Or The Matrix the made story. us make this. Maybe we didn't even exist before The Matrix. Well, again, if you take uh, the theory that this has happened thirty thousand times before, yeah, that's in- <laughs> who's is. Yeah, that's an intense theory. I fucking I I believe that. That's a, I think I think it's. Well, I don't know about thirty thousand is a tough one, but I think it gets wiped out like every ten or twenty thousand years. A comet hits or something like that, and we start over. Yeah, right from scratch. Yeah. Every the geological record would agree with you. Yeah, there's a lot of books on thirteen thousand year catastrophes. Probably not to the twenty six thousand year harvests. Probably not exact humans, but like just some sort of intelligent life is here. Maybe it's got more fur. Maybe it's kind of got a dog mouth, or who the fuck knows. But there's just cyclical cyclical advanced civilizations that we've developed that Wayne and I have developed over the year last year are coming and telling us with a lot of credibility that there are five species of humanoids on this planet. (laughs) I'm like. What? Five? <laughs> and incredible sources, you know? Well, would that just mean the different races? Is that what they're talking about? So, like, no, Asians. Like reptilian and um, Anunnaki. Oh, of aliens. Oh, I see what you're saying. No, 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 no. They said humanoids on this planet. Humanoids. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, but. I Sasquatch right. counts. I'd have you know, to I just wonder if the cedars are coming back. I mean, I, it just seems to me like we're in a cycle and I am not a pessimist, but I just telling you, I look at what the world's doing today. I look at the absolute insanity of how people are acting. And I got to be kinded with you guys. I don't hold out a lot of hope. I mean, I know that my awakening has been a traumatic experience. Um, but I feel like I've been through a spiritual meat grinder over the last year, Wayne. Yeah, I, I would agree with you, Steve. That's been a rough year. The year of the happened. monkey. 
You're the monkey. It depends on which way you look at it, though, because there's a whole bunch of people waking up as well, right? This last election with the media being exposed at the you know the level of corruption that is there. I mean, it really is. Yeah, but if nothing happens, then we've just fucking they've just passed the ultimate test. Yeah, like these really don't give a shit. Yeah, yeah, that's the problem. I've just adapted a policy of be kind to everyone. I I know good from bad. I don't need uh, commandments to tell me. I know that instinctively. And I know that you're my brother and there's nothing that I should have against you. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. So you'll make the harvest. Or hurt you. Yeah. That's right. You'll make the harvest. If I get harvested, I'm out of here. Where did we come up with this bullshit? (laughs) (laughs) Who came up with this crazy idea? They're all crazy ideas. They are all crazy ideas. All of them. I think that's what we're going to find out is that everything is just has been crazy, you know, and the people who are really, really indoctrinated into a religion are going to have a really tough time with it. And I think it's I think that's what you guys seriously should be doing is helping these congregations like now's the time to minister and help these congregations wake up to the fact new religion wake up to wake up to the fact that it's much bigger and different than you think it is (laughs) what's that i need a couple of pints of transfusion blood burst man i just went through surgery myself brah Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't know. I didn't mean to get out there on the streets tonight. That's not what I meant at all. No, we could do like a religious, and, a religious halfway house. And I hope yeah, you heal quickly. Facetious, man. It's a tough process. Nobody likes to be humbled. Nobody likes to be told that, you know, humans have a role and a place in this universe. Um, it's probably it's pretty spectacular from what I can see, because just on a scientific level, we have more information in our DNA, like Wayne said, in the Library of Congress. So now we're finding another layer of information. Yeah. You can make any animal from human human DNA. Yeah. I don't know if you know that. Totally, the chimeras. Uh, the we were talking about the monkey pig thing. The, <laughs> the uh, custom yeah. pets yeah. in China it's, now. It's, I guess it's, it's obvious that there's something different about human beings. It's just we need to figure out what it is. I wonder. Uh, yeah, I wonder. Did you guys catch that energy field hitting the earth a little bit? Uh, like, what was it, two and a half weeks ago, maybe just before Christmas? And did it have something to do with what you guys have been following and researching? Yeah, yeah. Listen, that was tangible. We actually could measure it on the satellite telemetry. I know physically myself. Um, I felt it. Uh, if you look back, it was really interesting. There was a increased spike in cardiac uh, issues. Wow. I still say my heart's been weird. My heart's been it? weird. Yeah, you yeah. feel it. I think Carrie Fisher. Yeah, I feel like Carrie Fisher to that. Yeah, really do. quite possibly. What are you gasping at, girl? Because I thought I, I knew He's some having people heart that were having oh. heart problems. Yeah, yep. but anyway. Yeah. And now, now get this, guys. They're looking at the weather. They're going to start putting a cosmic ray cardiac uh, alert. Wow. Yeah. What? Really? What's going Who's on? Who's doing that? It's this- Who's doing and yet that? they and yet they won't talk about That'll cosmic the rays time. affecting the global warming uh, or global don't, cooling. Don't. Like they won't yeah, even they won't even media. they won't it's even not. acknowledge the solar cycles and you know and having any role in in the Earth's climate. Yeah. So 
I'm very conscious of it because when I see that these things are coming, I want to make sure that, you know, number one, I'm in a good rested position yep. and I'm not going to fly. <laughs> Just yep. not. Maybe yep. our only purpose here is to create uh, AI and the machines to populate the universe. Oh, just, God. The last person they'll just harvest the DNA from so they have this information to pop into their database and fucking see you later. Well, what I think would be crazy. We are the creators. There's yeah. like 10 trillion cells in your body and 9 trillion of them are like bacteria and stuff that aren't human. And the other trillion. So you're not like nine tenths not human. So the like, AI could I, I totally be it. controlling the bacterium. Just... They've shown that. Yeah. They can control the bacterium. So I if they control can control you. them, they have you. Well, and then, and then there's, there's also the organic controls, like the like the Rh negative blood types react differently to toxoplasmosis, right? Which yeah, is yeah. actually yeah. which can change the behavior. It's a virus, I think, or what's the other word for it? Not a virus, but a and right. it and it can change the, your behavior. Oh, like yeah, and that's an organic toxin, yeah toxin, yeah toxoplasmosis, yeah. And what they're finding as well is they can now blend the RNA to the DNA. And that's just, you know, that's that mad disturbing. That's disturbing. It is. Um, you know, I started writing a book back in uh, 2004 called The Start. And in one of the plots, they had uh, genetically engineered and harvested the 1918 Spanish flu, the H1 uh, in five, and they were able to graft that into an RNA into a dust mite particle. And then they went and sprayed the chemtrails over the cities that they wanted to infect. It was Calgary? I quit writing the book. Yeah. Oh, this is a novel. Did you finish so you didn't get to the finish? I did not. I tell you, the weird thing was is that um, things started happening. Like in one of the stories, um, it deals with the Dome of the Rock. And in my story, there was a translator that worked for the U.S. Embassy, and he had gotten to know a friend that lived over in the West Bank who was a Palestinian policeman. Well, the guy got transferred to Moscow and ended up giving his friend, the Palestinian, his SUV. But Stan forgot to take off the embassy plates. Well, when he left and his friend Mohammed Albi got the uh, vehicle, his handlers suddenly appeared and told uh, Muhammad Albi that he had been called on a sacred mission for Allah. And they wanted his vehicle and he was to go to work. And when he got back, they would have instructions for him. So the Friday before the prayers were to start, Muhammad Albi wanted to drive the vehicle. And as he was driving through Jerusalem at each one of the checkpoints, he was noticing that the security personnel, the IDF, were allowing him to go through. So he knew that he was going to be called on this mission for Allah, whatever it was going to be. So he decided to go to the Dome of the Rock. When he pulled up there, the Security personnel, both of the Palestinians and the Israelis, allowed him to pull right up to the west wall and park. As he got out, as he had his mat and he was going into prayers, he didn't know the automatic clicker on his uh, keypad. And what he thought he was hitting the lock, he actually hit the panic button. And when he did, the vehicle had been stacked with over 2,000 pounds of C and uh, uh, C two, 
Oh. And as a result, the Western Wall was exploded and so was the Dome of the Rock, which brought forth the entrance of Armageddon. So that was the book. Um, never finished it, but I thought the scenario was good. Hey, what did you guys think about them opening Jesus's tomb a month back? Yeah, how about that? That was pretty wild, huh? <laughs> it's like, you know, it's crazy. It was like right on Halloween too, wasn't it? Something like that. Yeah. yeah. So we live in interesting times, gentlemen. We oh, yeah. Live in interesting times. Yeah. Hey, before we wrap up, can you guys talk a little bit about your YouTube channels and sort of what you're going to be doing in the near future? Steve, go for it, buddy. Oh, WSO is just going to keep the train going. We're just going to keep expanding our content base because we see so many connections and legs to what happens in the celestial area. And we're going to keep an eye on what's going on as best we can. And, uh, and then uh, we'll keep WSO2 going. That's going to turn into more theology as, as we grow. And then, uh, Wayne, I know you've got plans for your channel, too. So yeah. make sure you don't get to 50,000 uh, subscribers. I have a feeling that you're onto something there with that being like this threshold that they're keeping an eye on. It'd be interesting to know, like, if other channels that reach that threshold have fucking problems. Absolutely. We don't have to worry it's about fact, that for Jack. a while. We know we have several people that have, to have said, ah, whatever they do that. They first, they shut you down for 14 days and then they shut you down for six months. Once you hit that, that, that number sort of, and this is on that. YouTube. I'm sorry. Yeah. 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 It's on YouTube. And so basically YouTube was, you know, I thought it was a great platform. I think it still is a great platform. I just wish that they didn't run algorithms that, you know, ferreted out certain terms and do all that funny business. I wish they just let it roll. Yeah, What's, I don't know, maybe you would turn violent or something. I don't know. Is the copyright claim that, is that you're using their video? No, man. My copyright claim, claim was from one, two bogus sources. One doesn't even exist. Who is claiming to be the naval uh, office of naval intelligence? Fuck. Is that who? Isn't that who owns those satellites though? Is no, Navy? it's the U.S. taxpayer that owns. That's the crazy. Yeah, well, yeah, no, yeah. Technically, the taxpayer owns. No, the, well, technically, right the taxpayer the owns the, the Navy. I actually, I actually played it on that video that they struck. I played it. I put it right on there that they say that that's for public consumption. We can reuse it any time we want. Okay, to. yeah. I was just wondering, yeah, mm. because it says on that Sechi website that they're owned by the Navy. Yeah, right. But it was yeah. a bogus email. That's the problem. I yeah. think it's a rite of passage that you guys should be proud of. That's right. I know. That's right. That's the way I should look at it. That's yeah, really good. That's way what I think. Do. Yeah. Because yeah, a lot of Mike. anybody big, what's that thing that John B. Wells says? Uh, you know, if you get, if you're right over the target, that's when you get all the flack, right? So. Hey, spot on. And on my channel, we kind of explore more of the. We get into more philosophical discussions. Um, that's the path in life I'm pursuing as a philosopher. And so if you go on my channel, you'll be challenged. You'll be challenged in your religious beliefs. You'll be challenged in your beliefs of yourself because we get into the hard questions. Um, for instance, we asked for us to find heaven. You can't, but you can certainly define hell. And find God. Heaven is exactly. a place called love. Yeah. <laughs> and these are the questions that our ancestors sought. And as you get older and you realize that your day of departure is becoming closer, those become more serious. And because you realize that that hourglass is running out, 
So that's what uh, on my channel uh, we hit on. But we can't see those pictures we were looking at. Are those on either of your channels? Or oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we we're not gonna. Yeah, you know, I love what Steve and I do. Uh, Steve gets a lot of uh, submitted uh, viewers uh, pictures. I get some, and when we get together, we share those. And absolutely, we're gonna keep on it. Listen, the best spectacular show is yet to come. Would you agree with that, Steve? Oh man, I can't. I, I can't imagine what March is going to look like. It's going to be spectacular. I mean, again, this is just astronomy geek talking now. So if I want to, I want to capture one of those little Elohim sun dudes myself. I, can I just go on the website and screenshot it? I guess at oh, a yeah, certain SDL. time. Or, yeah. What's What's the website for that? Uh, what is it, Steve? The last one is Helio Viewer. The, just put it. You know, Google Helio Viewer. H E L io viewer and you'll see uh, there there's where you can actually access all the different things that we have pointed at the sun right now that's the easiest central source yeah we cool. might use that for the episode art or something like that that's right we're gonna have and to record video to, uh, for this intro i'll now. send you a file just uh send me your email and uh or graham i can send it to you and i'll just send them in an attachment yeah that sounds great you can yeah. spam them over to graham at grammerica.com those things are amazing sure. yeah thanks uh thanks so much guys for uh it's been a lot chatting. of fun talking to you guys. Thank you very much. Well, it's been an honor. Hope we didn't uh, step on too many uh, toes or. Oh, likewise, likewise. <laughs> but I mean, that's yeah. what the time we're at right now. We need to, we need to talk about this. Don't we? I think so. Yeah. It's worth, it's worth, it's worth your time to think through these questions. Yeah. Keep up the good work. All right. Thank you guys. Thanks guys. Take care. See you guys. Later. Okay. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. We're still recording, and that was our <laughs> that was our chat. That was our oh. chat with Wayne Steiger and Steve Olson. Steve Olson. Yeah, yeah, that was interesting. I got to go on my website now and look for those. Yeah, that's my next mission. Yeah, so hope the audio people, most of the people that listen to this, can put up with uh, us talking about pictures that you can't see. Well, everyone just needs to go to the YouTube one. So what we'll do is we'll record a video. We'll have recorded a well, video for the show send it as well. To you. Yeah, yeah, I'll download that video, record an intro video, and we'll, you think you want ju- to do we'll just direct yeah. people to the YouTube video. This one is yeah. one you should have watched. If you didn't watch the video for this one and you stuck through the whole thing, you're a real fucking trooper. Yeah, yeah totally. Yeah, there's some <laughs> interesting stuff. They're looking at all this satellite information. They see these planets and all that. I don't know. We'll see what happens. Mind you, Adam got nothing but good feedback so far on us watching Cougar Attacks for 15 minutes on his show. So. Yeah. Gotta, <laughs> yeah, we watched we watched YouTube on Skype during a podcast. <laughs> With three different people. Yeah, yeah. It's a good one. Anyway, check out America.ca slash support, guys, for all the different ways you can support the show. Uh, spam, gram. Keep us ad free. Keep us ad free. Sponsor free, affiliate free, bullshit free. Yeah, connect with us on Instagram and Twitter. That's right. Send in your synchros for reports. And uh, sign up for the newsletter, grammerica.ca slash news, and head over to grammerica.ca slash swag for all that uh, cool stuff over there. Uh, Thanks for listening, guys, and we will see you next week. Peace.